Now, the Green Party has never been one from uh, shying away from posing radical solutions to life's problems. Often those uh, solutions that at first appeared quite radical, then, within a, a decade or so, become part of the mainstream conversation. So, Martin Dean, you're the Green candidate for Hull North. Inspire us. What would the Green Party do um, to tackle the UK's housing and homelessness problems? Uh, yes, you're right. I was, I was just thinking earlier on about the importance of pressure groups and having a political party behind you makes you quite a fearsome p- uh, pressure group. So uh, we were campaigning back in 2015 for um, serious amounts of social housing to be built. In fact, we were, af- uh, we were, we were proposing half a million uh, social homes to be built over the five years of a parliament at a cost of about ooh, £20 billion pounds or so. And it's nice to see, right, what we've got in the, in the Labour manifesto now, half a million social homes to be built over the course of the Parliament. And in addition to have half a million uh, other homes, which are uh, probably going to pay for them, if we're honest. So, yeah, so that's that's some pressure from us that we brought to bear. And it's interesting to see historically that the much more um, social justice orientated manifesto that we've stood on since 2010 has been feeding through into the mainstream. So you've got people talking about the, you know, the record low levels of house building, the rising homelessness of different sorts of homelessness, homeless children. Uh, and you've got some. Um, You've got other other ideas like the basic income, which started off as the citizen's income a long time ago in the Green Party, and which is now being at least discussed by the other political parties. And that would help change the landscape of, of poverty, too. OK, let, let's unwrap some of these. Um, so the building of houses. Most commentators say we need about 250,000 new homes every year. Is that an achievable figure? Well, um, we're aiming for... 500,000 over the course of a parliament. So in, in our judgment, we're happy providing 100,000 a year. Now, even that, <clears throat> and as Labour is promising it too, great. Even that, though, is radical from where we are, because we've had house building at its lowest level possibly since since the war, or even since the 1920s, according to different figures and, and looking at population too. Um, a certain amount depends on how fast our population grows or not. So we're at 65 million now. So there are probably people working out the, the facts and figures of how many houses do we need and what sort of accommodation is it and so on. So our, is, a, is our housing stock, um, over accommodated? We would, we would point to the figure of something like 700,000 empty homes across the country. And that's a major problem that's developed in the last decade or two. And what's happened then is that you've got things like buy-to-let schemes and the whole uh, market boom, which has meant that first-time buyers, young people are just, are just oh, can't even think of buying a house. And so if you've got these 700,000 houses, what do you do? You introduce a law that is going to, to tax a bit more those properties which are empty. And that's what we're going to do. That's in our, in our previous manifesto and no doubt will be in our updated one when it comes out. And that's a sensible thing to try and get existing houses, you know, all the infrastructure is there, back onto the market, back into use. And that will take a lot of pressure off. So, you know, we'd query whether people are going the, the right way about suggesting quarter of a million houses a year. Am I right in saying you'd also produce um, sort of loan-based function to help people to, or to help larger companies or whatever, housing associations, local authorities to build? The, well, the, um, 
half a million homes we want to build are social housing, so that would be done in conjunction with things like housing, housing associations, and it would be us as government enabling them. And as I said, the cost that we've put on that is £20 billion over the course of a five-year term. So that serious investment in the housing stock in Britain being led by government instead of this sort of laissez-faire attitude of leaving it to the market and we know the results it's produced. We have you know, rising homelessness. We have huge uh, unaffordable house prices, especially for people trying to enter the market. So, yeah, we'll, we will work with lots of allies to, to make sure that that happens. But we're talking in manifesto terms, we're talking about in government terms, what we would want to see happening as a government. And that's one of the ways we can help bring ideas and bring pressure on other parties. Those astronomical house prices, you have some measures, do you, to help reduce um, house prices to make houses more affordable to people? Yeah, so the, the buy-to-let scheme and, and George Osborne's uh, other schemes and incentives and tax incentives in those directions, we'll get rid of all those. So just make it that bit harder for those things to happen. It's really supply and demand, of course. So if we build this half million houses or if Labour, for example, builds its million houses, then that will take a lot of more pressure off the market and, and prices will respond somewhat. It's a long way to go, of course, because we've, we've, we've got serious power and vested interest behind having made this happen. So it will take a long time to undo. It would be a really unpopular move, wouldn't it, to, um, for many people um, to, to lower the value of their assets. You know, everyone's main asset is their house. How would you get people to vote for that? We're not aiming to please the people who are at the top of the pile, if you like, in housing terms. We're aiming to redress the serious social injustice about those who aren't even on the, the, the ladder, the accommodation ladder, let alone the property ladder. You mentioned earlier um, the uh, citizen's income uh, or a basic income for everybody. It is Green Party policy. Yeah, our, our sort of green sky thinking is about having a citizen's income that's so high that people would not have to work. <laughs> now, that's where a lot of people get very antsy. Well, what was the point of that? Well, from our point of view, the, 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 the point of it would be we shouldn't, you know, we're human beings. We shouldn't be taking part in a rat race. Um, to what extent is work unnecessary in the society that we do? A lot of people duplicate the same sort of work around the country. One example is, is a study that was done on trade in salad foods between England and Germany. And there's hundreds of tons of salad foods being sold from England to Germany and hundreds of tons of salad foods being sold from Germany to England. Okay, now can we be more rational? Can we be more rational within our borders about what sort of work needs to be done? Uh, it's 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 not to stop people working, but it's to give them more space in their life to actually enjoy their lives, to be with their family, to pursue the arts or whatever makes them feel more of a human being rather than losing your soul to one industry for 30, 40 years. So the citizen's income can't actually now with the, the economy we've got, we'd be pitched as high as we'd like it to. So we're figuring it around about £80 per week. So that'll be Again, a basic income for every citizen in the country. And that's basically to make life easier in the, in the current um, uh, economy. What it also does is to free up people that little bit more to think, okay, is there, is there, is there something else I, I, I could be doing or could be enjoying? Tell me how the Green Party locally will support sort of grassroots action for the homeless. Yeah, so there's a few things going on in Hull. We have something like six uh, homeless uh, shelters, which provide various support work as well as, as accommodation. 
and we'd be interested in supporting those more. There's some community groups like um, Hull Help the Homeless, Hull Homeless Outreach, which do some of the basics like provide some uh, basic living essentials for people who might find themselves on the streets. The uh, council has a fairly good uh, reputation in accommodating the homeless and, and doing a certain amount for them. We'd see, seek to strengthen that as well. Wouldn't it be nice to, you know, city of culture year to actually have a city that can proclaim no homeless in the city? As a green, as the green party would be looking to try and bring back into usage any empty homes that there would be or empty flats that would be in the city and to do those up to habitable standard wherever that's necessary. It's interesting to notice the um, Conservative Party passing the law to do with um, housing not long ago and deliberately in excluding the amendment that meant that uh, habitation should be fit for living in. <laughs> now, it's no coincidence that the Tory party has the highest percentage of landlord MPs of the political party. But, you know, what would that have cost the country or even those MPs who I'm sure don't have... Um, they're not, they're not on the bread line themselves. Yeah, every, every accommodation should be fit for habitation. So of all of the housing policies uh, that the Green Party would love to put into place if you were to take up government, which elements of those policies would you really hope that, say, the winning party, um, on June the 8th will take up and, and deliver? Yeah, the, the bullet points would have to be actually supplying more into the housing market to take the pressure off. The pressure, yes, it serves to inflate house prices, but it also means that those who are homeless or, the, or are looking to buy don't have a chance. So we have to build to take some of that pressure off. And then, of course, the Greens will, will immediately want to point out that we have hundreds of thousands of empty properties around the country and we should legislate to make it more uh, profitable to actually bring those back into the market rather than just use them for speculation, which is happening. Martin, it's good to have caught up with you. Thank you for your time. My pleasure.